Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I'm your host. Thank you for being here. Hey folks, welcome back to another Soul Driven episode. Today we have something special. It's a bonus episode. It's something I am creating specifically to focus on the Akashic Records. So today we'll be talking about what the Akashic Records are and what my personal experience and history with them are about. So I felt that it was very important to create an episode for folks to go back and check out now that I am recording the monthly lessons It's good to have this information and I think it'll give you some context, especially for those who have no idea what the Akashic Records are. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead and dive in. First things first, what are the Akashic Records? So there's no real like definitive definition out there and anyone who is associated with reading the Akashic Records kind of describes it in different ways. So I'm going to share my definition with you, but also, and and my definition is a bit of a, I don't know, collaboration of all of the definitions that I've come across, the ones that really kind of hit home with me. And so take that for face value as you would like. Um, Something first to really understand is that the Akasha is another dimension. So it is one that is higher than the one we currently reside in. They all basically are in the same place, but we just don't exist there. In the Akasha dimension, every we can access every thought, idea, and action from the past, present, or future for forever. For my science buffs out there who are familiar with the string theory, the records are similar to a database of what is happening in all of the universes that coexist together. So if you didn't know, we are multidimensional beings. We exist and live in multidimensional ways. The movie Interstellar did an incredible job at trying to explain this in a way that anyone could understand but if you were like me when you first saw that movie i was like what (laughs) what is happening i don't understand that is similar to what actually happens in or, or what is our reality things that we're just not even aware of however in the records and anywhere outside of this planet time does not exist So everything that is in the records is easily accessible. So if this is going over your head or is a little bit difficult to grasp, one of the easiest ways that I like to describe it is that it's like the cloud, right? We can't see it, 
but it's everywhere. And at any point in time, we can store things in it, we can add, we can remove, very similar to the Akashic Records. So Ed, Edward Casey, he was a psychic medium and he um, was one of the first people kind of like in our modern day to bring forward the Akashic Records and to open them up to just anyone. I'm sure that you can imagine how having access to the Akashic Records could be a very dangerous thing and or used dangerously in the hands of people who wish to manipulate others. So I think back in the day, that's why only specific people were able to access the Akashic Records. It used to be that the lords of the Akashic Records, who are the beings who allow people to come in, used to be very strict about who was able to access the records. That is not the case anymore. But the way that Edward Casey describes the records is is this. So the Akashic Records or the Book of Life can be equated to the universe's supercomputer system. It is the system that acts as the central storehouse of all information for every individual who has ever lived upon the earth. More than just a reservoir of events, the Akashic Records contain every deed, word, feeling, thought, and intent that has ever occurred at any time in the history of the world. Much more than simply a memory storehouse, however, these Akashic, Akashic Records are interactive in that they have a tremendous influence upon our everyday lives, our relationships, our feelings and belief systems, and the potential realities we draw toward us. The Akashic Records contain the entire history of every soul since the dawn of creation. These records connect each one of us to one another. If you are more interested in learning about like the history of the Akashic Records or just really diving in super deep, Edward Casey is a phenomenal place to begin. Um, he has written books about it. He has talked about it extensively and there's plenty to learn. So a few of the things that I wanted to share with you about the records themselves. One of those um, being that although the Akashic Records can show you the future, it's not a concrete view of the future. In fact, nothing is. Psychics, you know, uh, mediums, um, crystal ball readers, like nobody can accurately describe or predict the future. And that is because of our free will that exists here on this planet. What that means is that I could go into the records two days in a row about the same subject and they would give me different information because I would have made decisions and taken actions from one day to the next that changed that outcome for that specific situation. So, and that's the same way for anything when you're tapping into the spiritual world. That's why when I talk about a lot on this podcast that every decision or action that we take affects our future. It's something to really hold in truth. And I get it. <laughs> it's kind of scary, but I don't share that to scare you. I share that to empower you. It's something that I try to remember in the midst of an argument or in the midst of like maybe not wanting to do something. I know that my actions will change my future. My decisions will change my future. And so those are things that I try to keep a hold of in my head. Number two, because time doesn't exist in the records, 
if you listen to a reading from one year today, it is still going to hold truth for you. That will be important for your present day. So everything we stumble upon in this life is not through a stumbling action, right? Everything that we come into contact with is is meant for us at that time. So if you stumbled across this podcast and Akashic Greetings and they grabbed you and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to know more about this, there's a reason for that. Everything that we come in contact with is there for a reason. That's really cool because it makes these monthly readings just relevant for any time that you listen to them. So again, whether it's something you listen to today or a year from today, there's still going to be value in it that will apply to your current time. Number three, who do I communicate with in the records? So the master teacher loved ones is the short answer for that question. (laughs) The long answer is that it is different for everybody. And depending upon who you learn about the Akashic records through, that's really going to feed who it is like you think you're interacting with or who it is you might be interacting with um, or your assumption of that. I know that when I was learning about the Akashic Records, I actually ended up taking two courses and like they told me I would never see any of my master teacher loved ones in the Akashic Records because they don't want you to become dependent on them, which made sense to me. However, the more that I learned about the records and met other people who had been reading the records, I learned from them that they often recognize people in the records. And then with more practice, I started seeing Jesus, who would show up quite often for me because he's my main guide. So the thing is, is that when it comes to truth, surrounding these things, it's very flexible and it's very different for everyone. Number four, how does one experience the records? So again, this is something that's different for everyone. The thing is, is that we all have different gifts. Maybe you've heard about the the clairs, the four clairs. So clairvoyant, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, To make it way easier, we can just say hearing, seeing, knowing, feeling, right? There's also tasting and smelling. And those two are just ones that are not talked about as often, but they are just as relevant. In fact, the smelling one is very much active for me. I have had (laughs) an uncanny sense of smell since I was very young. But... In our gifts, we all experience the records differently. So someone who is naturally more gifted with hearing is going to go into the Akashic records and they might start the the master teacher's loved ones will probably interact with them through hearing to begin with. For others, it'll be seeing. For others, it'll just be like a deep knowing. It really depends on the person and there's no right or wrong way. It's very different for everyone. Number five, it's not always light and love in the records. 
So I was talking with a friend of mine the other day who's also an Akashic Record reader, and we were just kind of talking about the spiritual community in general and how right now there's very much this whole like love and light idea that's just very like pervasive in the spiritual community. And that is harmful to the spiritual community because I got to tell you, (laughs) getting hooked up with your guides and, or, you know, like your guides outside of the records or inside of the records, or if you have a personal relationship with God, source, creator, whomever, then you know, they're going to give it to you when, when you need it. Right. And the master's teachers, loved ones in the records, it's not always hunky dory. They can be very direct, even abrasive at different times. They will be very truthful with you, but everything that they say is going to be in your highest and best. It's all going to come from a place of love, but love isn't just being like, Oh, you're doing great all the time because we're sometimes we need, we need a good talking to, right? And true spirituality, real truth, isn't afraid to do that. It comes from a loving place, but it's not afraid to be like, look, you were wrong in that situation. You hurt that person, you, whatever the case may be. There's no shame or guilt or any ego attached because ego doesn't exist except for in us humans. When you're talking about the spiritual world, they don't have egos. So they don't get upset if you don't talk to them. They don't get upset if you like are too direct with them. They don't get upset about things like that because there's no ego. It's, it is all love. But love can be truthful and love can be direct. Number six, um, what does experiencing the records feel like? So again, this varies for every person. It's so, so different. And I'm always kind of hesitant to explain this to people because then they have an assumption that when they go in, their experience might be the same. And it's best to approach the Akashic Records or anything else in the spiritual world without expectation because that really frees you up to see what your unique experience is. The first time that I went in um, to the records, I felt an enormous amount of energy. I had no idea what I was really experiencing outside of that. I felt like I saw some things. I felt like I had some connection I asked some questions, I got some feedback, it was magical, I was like so excited, Um, but it took a very long time for me to get comfortable in the energy of the Akashic Records because it operates at a much higher frequency from that we live in. So when I would come out of the records, I would have to like go do something normal, like take out the trash or take a shower or go sit on my back porch and look at birds, something like that, just to like reground myself, which was very important. That frequency was very different. Number seven, how does one access the records? So the most traditional way is by a prayer of some type, but there are a lot of different ways out there. I've heard and just continue to come across all kinds of different prayers, certain readers who have been reading for a long time and end up being given their own prayers. Um, Other readers use technology like pendulums, which I have no idea how they do that. I haven't personally ever done that, but I know that 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 is done. 
For me, I started out using the Pathway Prayer, who, um, and the Pathway Prayer was given to Linda Howe, and she is kind of like one of the modern day teachers of Akashic Records. Um, her and her students teach like internationally. So the Pathway Prayer is a great starting off point for a lot of people. And it's a longer prayer, but that kind of enables you to wade into the energy of the pathway prayer because it takes some time. Number eight, how can you begin reading the records? So again, a variety of different ways. You can pick up Linda Howe's like How to Read the Akashic Records book. You can take a course. If you're really interested, you can search on Google and see what pops up for you. There are tons of resources out there. So if you're really feeling called to check it out, go for it. I promise you that if you're meant to be reading the records, like it will, it will happen for you. It will unfold for you. And then the last question that I really wanted to answer, um, do you have to be psychic or spiritually gifted to read the Akashic records? So first of all, no and yes. <laughs> um, no, you don't have to be hand quotations like spiritually gifted. And yes, because we are all spiritually gifted from the get-go. We are all intuitive. We all have gifts. We are all spiritually gifted. We just don't know that. And we definitely aren't taught that. However, some people have come into this lifetime after living multiple lifetimes of doing spiritual work. So they are naturally more attuned to it. Meaning that I know that you know of people who, since they were very young, they could see spirits or they could connect with God or they could, whatever the case may be. Those folks who've had these gifts or connections even from a young age typically have that because they experienced it in past lives. So if you don't believe in incarnation, I encourage you to really look into that. Um, the Catholic Church even used to stand firmly behind incarnation, uh, reincarnation until they realized that they couldn't have the power and the hold over people that they wanted to unless they told them, guess what? You only have this one life to do it right. And if you don't do it right, then you're out of here. So all things that it just takes a little bit of digging in history to find out about. Reincarnation is very real. We incarnate on this planet many, many hundreds of times even. It really depends on how much we grow every time that we come to this planet. In addition, we choose to come to this planet. We make plans for every lifetime. I'm not going to go off on that tangent now. But the majority of us, you know, growing up, I mean, we were... All of our fairy tales of unicorns and dragons were squashed. You know, those of us who had imaginary friends, our parents were like, you don't know what you're talking about. So we believed them. You know, I, a friend of mine, his son had told him about this um, music teacher at their school and said, he's really weird, dad. Something's not right about him. And his dad was like, no, he's fine. You know, don't judge him because he's a little different Turns out this teacher was sexually assaulting students. So we all have that intuition at a very young age. Kids are super tapped in. And unfortunately, that is really shut down, you know, through through parenting, through social conditioning. We've all gone through that. It's nobody's fault. 
you know, our parents' parents did the same thing. They just didn't know any better. But bottom line being, we all have these gifts and they are just like working out just like a muscle. The more that we use them, the stronger that they get, the more natural that we can engage with them. So um, those are just kind of the questions that I wanted to ask about or answer for you about the Akashic Records themselves. In regards to my experience, um, I came across the records last year in 2019 while reading books about crystal healing. And as soon as I like even saw the name Akashic Records, I was like, oh my gosh, I wanted to know what they were. I was so intrigued. And fast forward a couple of months, I don't even fully remember how I came across the book, to be really honest with you. Probably something I should really think about. But anyway, I decided to order Linda Howe's How to Read the Akashic Record book. This was in um, March of this year, in 2020, and I hadn't been able to read a book all year, which is very strange for me. I usually go through books like crazy. I love reading. I love learning. Forget it. You can't make me stop. (laughs) I'm a big fan, but I hadn't been able to read a book all year, and it was kind of worrying me, but this book showed up on a Saturday morning and I mean I had read more than half of it by that afternoon and I finished it and was in the Akasha records by Monday I was like totally pulled totally drawn in I started going into the Akashic records on my own and then I decided that I wanted some guidance and I wanted a community so that I could share experiences and ask questions so I ended up taking two courses um, learning about the Akashic records and um, they were helpful to me but I can tell you that if I had just found a good community that it would have been just as helpful so I think we all need to think about like what our learning styles are like how we best learn I think with the Akashic records and the more that I engage in spiritual practices and different healing modalities the more that I know that jumping in and practicing is the best possible thing that you could do for yourself you can save yourself the money and just practice all the time practice on yourself practice on others just practice 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 and have fun with it like really have fun with it don't put all this pressure on yourself to be you know an amazing reader or to get it overnight these things really take time because we came into this lifetime not even realizing that these things were possible So connecting with these energies and communicating requires patience on our part. And the cool thing about the Akashic Records or even your guides, God, whomever, you don't have to be in some perfect mood in order to communicate with them. If you are frustrated with your experience in the Akashic Records, you can go in and tell them. Be like, look, I am really trying to communicate here and I'm having a difficult time. Help me. Um, it's a very real thing to do. I I know people who like cuss at their guides and everything. Excuse me. I have never gotten to that point, nor do I think I could do that just because of the way I was raised, but to each their own, no judgment. So once I started getting into the records, I started reading for myself. I actually as well had a reading 
um, paid someone else to provide a reading for me. And she shared with me that I had been an Akashic Record reader for many lifetimes and that I will be utilizing the Akashic Records for the rest of my life. So that was something that I think I already knew on some level and, and just continues to open and flourish. I've had so many amazing experiences in the Akashic Records. I've been able to visit some of my past lifetimes to gain wisdom from past lifetimes. I have experienced healing in the Akashic Records for myself and my body, my mental space. I have gone into the Akashic Records about my business. I have gone into the Akashic Records um, for you know my partner and his future and what it is that he's wanting to do and his purpose. The Akashic Records are just such an amazing, amazing spiritual tool to have in your pocket and to have on your side to go through life with. I am so thankful that I have come across them. Of course, all things were meant and I was meant to find them at this time in my life and I'm so grateful. But the thing I really love about the Akashic Records and um, and this is in all spiritual modalities and healing modalities is that there's plenty of practicality it's not all just woo-woo, light-light, love-love. Like, there's plenty of practicality. I have literally gone in for clients when I needed help being creative, coming up with strategies, and gotten assistance. My throat is really dry all of a sudden. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, I'm just going to kind of sum things up there for you. I utilize the Akashic Records every week. They are a part of my life. They are a necessity in my life, and I am a huge fan. So I hope that this episode gave you some background, gave you some feedback and information. I didn't want to spend as long on my story because, quite frankly, it's, I'll be talking about it forever. So, <laughs> but I wanted to answer the questions that I know are going to pop up and just give you some context for the readings that I will be providing on a monthly basis. By the way, I was really led to start sharing the monthly readings. So just cool things that happen when you are plugged in spiritually. They push you to do things that scare the crap out of you, but that end up being like, ugh, exactly what you're meant to do. I wish you will. I I think I totally will. I wish you well. I hope that you are taking care of yourself, that you are practicing self-care. And as always, don't forget, when you invest in yourself, the world benefits. See you soon.